Welcome to Group Dates and Hot Takes. I'm Sampy. I'm Christy. Let's talk about The Bachelorette. Hey guys, we are back for what I would consider to be an action-packed episode here. Christy, we're going to talk about everything that goes on, obviously, but before we do... I think you might have some little tidbits for us. Yes, there was a couple things. One of them is not like urgent. It's just something I thought was funny. So Bachelor Nation contestants for or filmed Family Feud. It's going to air in August. And it's slightly awkward because Michelle and Nate filmed (laughs) together and now they are not together anymore. So this is this is the actual Family Feud television show. Yes. Huh. What what were these families? Well, it's like Bachelor Nation family. <laughs> uh, ABC is really doing their best to to keep the the bleeding at a minimum, aren't they? I guess. Um, hmm. And the other thing was. Um, Nick's girlfriend, who is practically half his age. This is Nick Vial. Yes. Um, had some unflattering TikToks surface. Well, actually, one of them surfaced. One of them she just released, which is pretty mind-blowing to me, considering the climate in the year 2022. Wait, so, so what was going on here with these TikToks? So she is... Um, dancing and just it's it's a very cringy TikTok but it appears she may have mouthed the n-word at the very end and then there was another video from like 2021 that came up that also has her dancing and like gyrating to another rap song with that word in it that one she might not have said it but it's just weird and so people care about this well reddit does uh, can we stop giving airtime to young idiots? Well, TikTok gives airtime to everyone, unfortunately. And you wonder why I hate TikTok. <laughs> yeah, I, I, look, to each their own, but... I really struggled to see the point of TikTok personally. Uh, and so, yeah, so she did some weird, presumably it was some sort of trend dance probably. Oh, yeah, they, they all are. And it's also just really weird to me to be okay with being in a relationship with so someone so much younger than you it's just weird yes it's i don't i don't understand that it just seems like among all the multitude of of weird things about it it's like one of the big ones (laughs) say this little tongue-in-cheek is that if you do that your partner Maybe a TikTok idiot. <laughs> yeah, they're just in two different places in life. But mm, evidently, one of them is 
doing his thing and the others she's just mouthing the n-word it'd be very interesting to see if he mentions this at all on his podcast this week oh that's right what what is his podcast again the vile files hmm. and that's that's pretty popular uh yeah he gets thousands of views every week uh, well maybe not for long no oh, I, th- I don't think that's gonna have any impact <laughs> at all now, see, this is this is one of those things that I feel like very much plays into the. I don't know if you if you can always consider it an echo chamber, but I feel like in a lot of ways, Twitter and Reddit tend to be very self-contained. So you'd have something like this that people on Twitter are like, "Oh my goodness, this is this is." just awful and she should be sent off to Alcatraz and how dare he be in a relationship with this person who's going around dancing and mouthing the n-word and you have threads about it on the bachelor subreddit and then nobody in the real world cares no because majority of the viewing audience is not on bachelor reddit bachelor reddit is like the sub like small group of super fans like right you think wine mom from you know illinois is on reddit no probably probably not uh if i've offended any illinois wine moms here that are hip and with it and on reddit i apologize but yeah it's it's very much like you have to have a chris harrison level scandal to sort of break out of that subculture into the main culture and have it actually make an impact in in my opinion yeah especially since natalie is not an actual bachelor nascent person i bet the producers at abc are thanking their lucky stars for that (laughs) (laughs) they can't they can uh disassociate if necessary mm-hmm. with with less less blowback presumably. uh not so much not so much in the in the uh, chris harrison front uh well what an exciting little diversion see this is this is what you all listen to us for it's just juicy little fun stories like that well, unless you have anything else, Christy, let's let's talk about episode three. Yeah, kind of a wild episode, I thought. Also very confusing at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go, go for it. Well, Jesse promises that we will have two incredibly romantic one-on-one dates <laughs> and a massive group date. So we start with Zach on a one-on-one with Rachel. Mm-hmm. And they meet up with Karamo. I don't know his last name, but he's from Queer Eye. I think he only has one name. I think he's like Beyonce or Pink or Madonna <laughs> or all of the, all of the other uh, Prince. That's always interesting to me when people only have one name Mm -hmm. so television host uh i guess and so 
he gives them like a whole bunch of outfits to try on because they will be going to a movie premiere. Right. And so I guess this is just keeping with because Queer Eye is they go and they meet someone and give them a makeover. I guess is the yeah. is the premise. So that I guess that was the our introduction here. Um I was well, we, we don't necessarily have to talk about this yet because we we have some some other drama before the actual the real the real date date. Um let's let's talk about Gabby, can we? <laughs> okay. <laughs> She was just upset. She was upset by her little visit to the men. Cause she she was like, "Oh, I'm just here all by myself. Rachel's having fun without me." And so she went over to see the guys who were just chilling, hanging out, and played a little flag football though really i mean I, it didn't seem like it even quite it was more like just catch and she, yeah she was she's talk talk about how how she handled this because i i'm very interested to hear your perception of what happened here and her her response well i feel like there must have been some stuff edited out because it seemed like the men were just interested in like congregating with each other chatting it up but not really interested in talking with her which didn't make any sense to me like we've had this problem before though. yes but like gabby shows up theoretically half of you should be interested in her based on results at the end of the episode mm-hmm. so like why and i didn't understand like what was happening there like were they told they couldn't really talk to her or was the conversation just super lackluster? I, I, I don't know. Either way, she felt like neglected and that nobody's making an effort, which led to a whole lot of this tears. Really, and I would say this really, I feel like this was this like the super villain origin story and i'm not and i'm not <laughs> look look i'm saying i'm saying that jokingly because i don't i don't view gabby as a super villain, but like really in in my opinion this this is the catalyst for everything else that happens in this episode in my opinion with all the all the format and everything i think this is the the start of that chain interesting I mean I just feel like this format that they started with was not sustainable oh oh absolutely not and I think that anybody with a couple eyeballs or even one eyeball would be able to tell you tell you that like this whole BFF we're in this together like there you can't you have to chop everything down. They, there, there's no way you can you can keep this. And so I definitely think, as I keep saying through past episodes, hurt feelings were inevitable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't necessarily agree 
with the level of hurt, but I also wasn't the one going through it. So I can, I can, That's... I can afford to sit on my high horse and, and look down upon these people. Uh, but that's why I'm wondering what else was cut out because it doesn't seem like I don't know if you lackluster conversations would lead to all of that like it's like what else happened at the mansion there when she went there well these producers are sneaky they they keep things from us she seemed quite upset with with like the lack of physicality and intention and and all of that it could be that some of them also didn't want to commit one way or the other to her instead of Rachel. So I don't know. It was weird. Right. And we, I mean, we've been over this before as well. The, the difficulties in, in having the two bachelorettes and having guys be there, having to decide how to, how to play that, you know? So if, for example, Gabby shows up to the mansion with you and Rachel's off on her one-on-one if you're if you're showing real big interest in her how does that play out later yeah they didn't want to show their cards that could have been part of it right and I mean maybe maybe you're right that they just didn't show us some stuff because it just it seemed like the level of upset was not necessarily warranted by what we saw but again i'm sure there are a lot of complex emotions that that happen as you go through that and and deal with all that nonsense that's why i'm sitting here talking about it instead of submitting to bachelor.com slash casting (laughs) So that I can keep emotional distance and safety. <laughs> uh, well, what let's get. Let, oh, sorry. I was just gonna ask, what did you think of those outfits Karamo gave Rachel and Zach to wear? Uh, I'll be totally honest with you. I hated them all. I did as well. I didn't. I actually didn't even like the dress Rachel showed up to the date in. Well, as I told you, as we were watching it, it, it looked like. She was covered in pollen. Well, no. Well, that one was bad, too. I'm talking about oh, the dress she, she, oh, wore she actually on the wore, date. Yeah. That one with the leaf pattern. Okay, I didn't I didn't hate that. It was a little loud, It was very maybe. busy. <laughs> <laughs> look, it's just a floral dress. It's, look, I, I am not going to have any problem with that. But yes, the one that you called, like, the pollen dress, that one was... I, I didn't understand that one at all Mm-hmm. yeah well they have to get all gussied up because they have they have a premiere later um yes do you i don't know i felt i felt like the sort of chill cocktail conversation with our friendly special guest thing was pretty pretty standard Oh, yeah, there was really nothing there. (laughs) Ramo, like, asked, is he all in? Like, of course he's going to say yes. He's on a one-on-one date with her. You kind of got to. I'm sure, too, that the producers just give give them, like, a list. Like, here are four questions. Ask two of them. (laughs) 
I would I would assume that's that's just how I think the process works. But yeah, how how what did you th- what did you think about the the rest Premier, the, the rest of this unquote. date? <laughs> this was such a letdown, right? Especially since Karamo, hmm. how dare you? How dare I'm not, you? He basically straight up lied. <laughs> like they ride up and you see like six photographers right because he told he's like i got you i got you into a into a movie premiere and then they have this like short red carpet Mm -hmm. and you're just like a small a small area of that like the backdrop that people get photos taken with but like there was nothing else there so that's when i'm like what what is what is going on why are there only six people taking photos where is the rest of everybody else the crowd because spoiler <laughs> alert it's not a real premiere yeah they walk into an empty movie theater yep. completely empty just a man all alone up on the stage playing a piano and then some movie theater popcorn and wine or whatever my word and then of course Dun dun dun! It's not a real movie because I I looked it up. Okay, <laughs> yes, I wasn't sure. <laughs> I wasn't sure which which uh, direction because it's like they were told me me and you or you and me. And I looked it up, and I, either it was a movie from 2017 or 2012. And lo and behold, it turned out that it was just home videos home videos (laughs) from their respective childhoods played out in front of them with piano accompaniment but in case you thought that it wasn't special they also included a message from rachel's mom and zach's mom in the montage they did. They always do that to elicit the tears. Right. On they the were. Date. They were just. Oh, it was just so romantic, and they were both <laughs> just fighting back tears. Uh and it was. It was. It was a special moment, and we were both just sitting there, like you lied to us, you piece of garbage. I know. I couldn't even really <laughs> focus on the home videos. I was just like let down from the premiere thing. Also, someone on Twitter pointed out that it's weird to just watch home videos of a stranger. Really? (laughs) (laughs) You don't know this person yet. But if you put it in a romantic context, it it makes so much sense. Also, the piano makes it all better. Oh, the piano and, you know... The, the pre-gaming before you got there with all the alcohol. <laughs> uh, and then just the fact that you have to, you have to get emotional because otherwise you'll get sent home. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know, you can't, uh, you can't be Jordan V. You cannot be. Because that's... Uh, <laughs> That that's the other thing that that we didn't mention is when it was time for to to find out who was going to be on the date. Everyone was like, "Oh boy, hopefully whoever it is doesn't 
doesn't get the Jordan V thing. He's like, I don't know if I want this date. <laughs> uh, we also learned that both of them had fathers who would take them to the airport so they could watch the planes take off and land. Right. Which, I, I don't know if you had anything more to say about this. Not really. It just seemed like an interesting coincidence that they bonded over. Right. I just... And I'm cynical, but it just seems like that's maybe not quite as uncommon as they want it to think. Mm, I've never gotten to do that. (laughs) Have you? (laughs) I've gone to the airport to watch planes. I mean, now, now, look, I haven't gone taken to to every airport I've come across to look at planes. I'm just I'm just saying, like, it's not so ridiculously strange that it's like, wow, this is one in a billion. Maybe not. I don't uh, know. Look, I'm just res- I'm resisting the ram- romanticism. Okay, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't want it. But uh, this this date is her first date to go well. Yeah, she even said something about experiencing unconditional love with Zach, oh, which please. I thought was a bit premature. Please, come on. That's we're on the bachelorette here. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. What what are you like come on please? <laughs> uh well let's so we have we also we get us we get another one on one here. Yes, with Eric and Gabby. So Gabby arrives at the mansion and then her grandpa John comes in. Yeah, so when the date card came out he said something about threes a crowd, I guess. Yeah. Which I was like, oh man, this is gonna be this is gonna be a two on one. They promised one on ones, and then old man Wendy is it is is it Gabby Wendy or is it no it's Rachel is it Rachel Wendy? I never no, remember. No, it is Gabby Wendy. Okay, so Grandpa Wendy. <laughs> I don't know what his last name is. I know, it it probably isn't. But yes, the audience loves John, Grandpa John. I feel like he really wasn't on board with any of this, but he was like, I'm just going to enjoy myself. Yeah, he's just here for the ride. And this was also another absolutely ridiculous date. So they arrive at this like tent thing set well, it's up like a like a Quonset hut, I believe you call it, uh, which is like peak hippie structure. Uh, we meet Persia, a sound ceremony host. <laughs> I, I don't understand this. To be perfectly honest I don't with either. you, um, I guess it's some sort of new age sort of harmonize yourself with the crystals and sound or something like I'm not sure it seemed like it seemed like this is something that Gabby actually does uh, based I on, mean she said so I don't, based on what she was I don't know she was saying and they of course when you're healing energetically getting a sound bath you got to start with an intention setting ceremony <laughs> You can't just laugh. You got to talk about it. <laughs> it just seemed so ridiculous to me. Like, what? It's just, I have a hard time with this stuff because it's not concrete. It's all very, like, in the mind, like, 
just talking, waving things around. I always have trouble with these, like, I don't know. We've seen like characters like this before on the show where it's just like, oh, we're going to like throw some sage or just like, right. remember uh, like that cuddle queen from <laughs> a Katie season? Like it's the same sort of thing. How dare you say anything bad about the cuddle queen? Okay, I was, I was thinking more of, and I don't remember what season it was on, but when they like brought in the, I don't know if it was like a, a native he- healer or wh- whoever it was who like they had to write the bad things down and then throw them in the fire or Oh, was that like that was like the very end of Katie season. Remember that huge monster <laughs> that was on fire? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was the, there's that thing. There I think maybe on Paradise. On Paradise yes, yeah, there's it was they, like Becca and Thomas maybe. Mhm. Yeah, I mean I think I think uh ABC likes to bring these sorts of things in because then they can be like, look, we we're super inclusive. We bring we bring in these other cultural ideas. We're not that racist or weird. <laughs> uh, I, I wrote down here that lady really likes hitting those big glasses because <laughs> she had these. They weren't really bells. They were more like big glass vases or something that she would hold in the air and ding ding I mean this was such a moving ceremony that John fell asleep (laughs) look when you're that old you don't have time for this I I was cracking up because he got an ITM and he was talking about how you know at his age you know, it, it, whatever, like you can, you can experience new things. Doesn't mean you have to experience them again. <laughs> and then he's like, now where's my beer? It was very funny. <laughs> like they prob they were like, look, come on the show. Just support Gabby. We'll give you some beer afterwards. Talk, talk to me about, about the bowling alley. That looked a lot more fun. Um, they well, yeah, like, cause bowling is an actual like enjoyable activity. Yeah. And so Gabby wants Grandpa John to have a date, so there just happens to be a random old lady named Julie who will join them. Happens to be not an actor. Not planted at all. Uh-uh. Um, no. Yeah, I mean, they seem to have fun. Uh, I uh, I just noted that uh, they brought in the, the random old lady so that John would be distracted, so they had an opportunity to just sit there and make out. Yes, that is exactly what happened. So that so that John didn't have to sit there just watching them. <laughs> that might have been a little awkward. Or the producer's like, hey, John, you really need to go to the bathroom now. <laughs> uh, so I think this is a this is a good time to start our conversation. And we don't have to end our conversation about it, but start our conversation about Gabby's, I don't know, like self-image issues or or i'm not sure exactly how to describe it but do you have any do you have any thoughts here um i i feel like i sort of understand like um what she's trying to say although i don't have the life experience she has because she talked about like being estranged from her mom not feeling her mother's love and so i guess that 
probably informs a lot of or at least for her it does informs her feelings about all these romantic relationships she's in now <sighs> it's I don't know it's it's a little difficult to understand I guess because she talks about like am I too broken for anyone to love right am I too am I too messy all of this different stuff and I don't know if that's been a problem for her in the past maybe that's why she's bringing it up but I guess I didn't quite understand the connection between having an estranged mother and then a guy not being interested in you. Right. And it just, I don't know. It just seems like, it seems like she's just very determined to be down on herself, which is weird to me. And again, I, I just, I struggle, I struggle to empathize in this case and maybe this just reflects poorly on me and maybe maybe i need to just change my attitude but i do have a tough time empathizing because like you see her struggling with this and obviously like being together in certain areas doesn't mean you can't be not together in other areas but it's weird to me to see someone like her when she and she's talking about later about like oh how oh I'm the I'm the imperfect bachelorette. Like what are like what are you talking about? Like you're in the like top whatever percentile of like average beauty standard. You're like you've been chosen to be the bachelorette. Like all these things and you're still struggling. Yeah, I didn't totally understand. Yeah, I didn't understand the imperfect bachelorette line. I feel like she doesn't quite fit the mold of the normal bachelorette that we usually have. So maybe that's part of it. And also the fact that nobody wanted to talk to her the day before at the mansion. I don't know. It also was just weird that it all came out on this date when she's on a one-on-one with a guy who seems interested in her. Right. I mean, he's, he's given her, he's given her good attention. He's given her makeouts. He's put up with that granola energy stuff. Like I, he's, he has done everything that that would be expected of someone interacting with the bachelorette yeah i don't think this was really about him i also think the two women inevitably end up comparing themselves to each other so that could be part of the insecurities i don't know i'm trying to understand like what she must be feeling in this situation but it's hard Mm -hmm. yes maybe maybe we're just too cruel to understand maybe we're just too too broken on the inside too cynical (laughs) to understand i just uh, i just see and obviously she's not in the same in the same league as this but i kind of see this situation and i I probably even have less nuance than you do but it's like it's like such a first world problem (laughs) but also (laughs) even past that it's like it's sort of like celebrity type problem or like oh like how could anyone ever it's like you're you're on national tv your instagram follower account is probably going up week by week it is like when you're off of the show no matter like what happens you're probably going to get a buttload of sponsorships like you might end up on one of the bachelor podcasts as the host like life is going very well for you (laughs) Yes, that that is all true. You have your whole pick of guys to choose from. Right. And again, 
I'm I'm struggling to be empathetic and just be just because that is true doesn't mean that it can't also be true that she's struggling in that moment. It's just Yeah, I think this is more about her life experience than the bachelorette role. But I think it's just coming out through the show. Maybe so. And this honestly this is yet again goes back to we need to stop putting people on bachelor shows instead of doing therapy true i don't know if she's in therapy or not but i hope def- so. definitely some unresolved things there that may never be resolved <sighs> right well that was that was quite the tangent i i apologize it's just it was something that was kind of bothering me all evening watching the show and i wanted to talk about it so Eric does end up getting the rose. I mean, he says whatever he needs to say to secure it. Oh, yeah. You got to get that rose. Yeah, a lot of making out. Ugh, so much making out. Mm. Well, let's get to, let's get to the, the group date. Yes, the massive group date we were promised. And look, Franco is back. They always use the same photographer. And they, it's always a wedding photo shoot, which this is... This is getting tired. We need a new theme. Well, I mean, to be fair, most of it wasn't a wedding photo shoot. No, it's just, I don't know. We, we need a new, we need a new date. <laughs> we get this almost every season. Look, they, they talked about it. It's classic. It's classic Bachelor. This one did have some funny costumes, though. Like Jacob's costume was just a leaf, which means he got black boxed the entire time. Mm-hmm. Ball was wearing a diaper, which, which I thought was funny. Which I did want to mention. I said, the producers continue to not take Meatball seriously. And I think that that, I mean, look, we'll, we'll, get, to, we'll, we'll get to Meatball later <laughs> as well. But I just think that this whole time, he's basically just been the twins with a little bit more longevity. Like, I think, I think he wants to be on the show, like, legitimately. But I think the producers just want to have him be a gimmick. Hence, oh. hence the diaper. Well, he had to know he's a gimmick when you get handed a diaper and people call you Meatball instead of your actual name. What is his actual name? I, I don't know. <laughs> That is real bad. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> but you just, you're just, you're giving in to well, it. Well, the, the Bachelorettes call him Meatball. I know. I wonder, uh, for his sake, I hope that people in his own life call him Meatball and that's not just him mm. getting messed with for the show. I feel like this is just a show thing. I know. I don't want that. <laughs> Oh, that that would be unfortunate if that is the case. Uh, I did. I was I was cracking up when they were uh, interviewing Jacob. He was like, I have two settings on and moron. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wow. And if you like sort of combine those two words, it's moron. Right. No, that's what I'm saying is that's that's what he was. That's what he Yes, that's what no, that's what he was saying. Because he was talking, he was talking about like how he was like really leaning into all of this stuff. 
Oh, abso- yeah, I feel like absolutely no. He that's he, that was the whole joke was that he was saying he was either on or a moron. <laughs> I didn't think he said a moron. I thought he said I'm either on or moron. Exactly. I didn't think he had combined them. He did absolutely. I guess I missed that. I guarantee you. Um, yeah, it was just this is just weird. Yeah, like, we had like the labor and delivery section where you had a guy, like, um, yeah, that as was a that baby. was that was Avon, um, who was giving birth, and then, <laughs> and then uh, you had Meatball who was delivered. Once well, somebody, the baby had, a, in somebody the had a pregnancy belly. It yeah, was very strange. And like the car, the car wash thing, um, fake proposals. The guy who was in a car accident. Yeah. I I'm getting to the point where I I sort of think that Franco just does this for his own pleasure. <laughs> and I don't just remember. like you know what would turn me on? Let's just get the car wash going. <laughs> like I mean he was making a lot of like very like turned on comments as this was happening. Mhm. Yeah, so that was weird. Just a little bit. You know the photographer is supposed to be an impartial right. objective I don't, I don't, person. I don't want to be in a photo shoot and and having the photographer be like mm, give it to me <laughs> oh yeah like, i got you know this is weird <laughs> just a little bit <laughs> i don't i don't care like what what f- kind of photo shoot it is or like engagement after wedding <laughs> senior photo like i don't that's it's weird. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. I also, and you can go back if you need to, but I was just going to say, I think that in addition to this, oh, we don't know what to do. Let's just have them all do a photo shoot. I think that also you have that happen. With, oh, what are we going to do? Oh, let's just bring them to the local football stadium. Yeah, we've seen this a bunch before, but I would have liked to go to SoFi. <laughs> it's like this cool brand new stadium. Like, Wow, a, a date Christy would have liked to be on. Like, I wouldn't have even talked to The Bachelor. I would have just explored the stadium. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about getting set at home. Who, who, yeah, I'm just exploring, whoa. I mean. Brand new stadium. I'm never going to actually go to a, one of those games because it's super expensive, so might as well take advantage of this. Mm, well, it's a pity. It's a pity you you didn't make the cut for the season. I know. What a shame. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I thought it was kind of interesting slash weird how they didn't really, and maybe maybe they had more that we didn't see, but they didn't really have much actual football content. Like they had a little bit where Rachel threw the football with Avon a little, like a tiny bit before they just started making out again. But that I think that was the only actual football related yeah. content we saw. I mean, they just like brought a couch onto the field. I mean, that makes sense considering it's the nighttime portion, which is usually a little quieter. What they should have done was do like a football thing for the daytime portion at the stadium. No, no, they they, they couldn't afford daytime rates for the stadium. <laughs> it's 
I don't think anybody's using it at the moment. Could only afford nighttime. <laughs> oh well. Uh, yeah. Uh, talk to me about everything that goes down here because so things are going fine. It seems like Rachel's connecting with people, and then yeah, Gabby. Yeah. Well, can I just say, Rachel's like, oh, this is going so well. I I hope that. Gabby's really just having a grand old time. Cut well, you. She wasn't. <laughs> so she's Gabby's chatting with Tyler, and he basically tells her he feels a good connection with Rachel, and that he won't be pursuing her. So she thanks him for being honest, and then it happens again with Hayden. Hayden's like today gave me a lot of clarity. Now I'm not sure what the how he got clarity from the photography date (laughs) but after that photography date he's like well i like rachel better and then he has the nerve to tell her that she's like bubbly goofy and rough around the edges (laughs) and so they stand up and he is like you're the best (laughs) you do look great tonight (laughs) as if that softens the rough around the edges blow. i wouldn't want to date you but you look great (laughs) it's just just no tact at all you think that wasn't any tact do you hear what jacob said to her oh that was that was pretty bad too yes if you if you were the if you were the only one here i don't think that i could go forward with this process (laughs) and then has the nerve to be like you're smoking as he stands up and they're just standing there drinking the alcohol Let's get back in there and have some fun. Guys are dumb. so awkward. Guys are dumb. So, yes, Gabby got rejected uh, three times. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Which, you know, after all the stuff we've heard from her this episode, that couldn't have felt good. Right. Especially the, the rough around the edges quote, that one really sucks. Because that just implies that you're just like unpolished not worthy of me dating you like that's a terrible thing to say really i guess i didn't i guess i maybe didn't take it that terribly but but then again maybe i'm i am just rough around the edges myself so it's like (laughs) yeah no you don't want to hear that (laughs) really no yeah Uh, yeah they so of course you uh got some get some fallout here i mean predictably i would say even gets rachel's rose but then dun 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 gabby's like i'm sorry but there's been some major bs happening here and i am not gonna give my rose i know the look on rachel's face was pretty funny because i guess she wasn't clued in ahead of time no. So she just had like not. this shocked look. And also when Gabby came down the stairs to like join the group date, her hair was like really messy. So it seemed like she'd been laying down maybe or for a while. I don't know. Yeah, it was it was pretty uh just all over Disheveled. the place. Even I noticed. I don't notice stuff like that. And even I was like, wow, that's kind of messy. But she's had a rough evening. So Yes. It's it's understandable. Uh, I did say in my notes that no cocktail party because Gabby is butthurt. 
Yes. Oh, but before that, I wanted to mention that moment where Gabby and Rachel are walking away from the All group right. date <laughs> and Rachel, or Gabby has to fill her in on everything that happened and Rachel is shocked. I guess I wouldn't be as shocked as she is. Like, I, I, I totally get that they were kind of, well, I don't know. I guess I one of them one of them wasn't terrible, I don't think, but a couple of them were idiots in how they well, how they how they phrased everything. Yeah, Hayden and Jacob. Right. So so yeah, I get that, but besides that, I feel like it shouldn't be that shocking. Like the guys are going to like one or the other. Yeah, the the issue isn't that you like one more i want to pursue one over the other it's the way you say it and then like with your insults as you say it like there was no reason to say all that you could have just said hey i like rachel more i'm gonna pursue her and that should have been the end of it right i just think that you probably would have had similar effect even if they had just been like sorry like rachel bye bye i mean maybe i just think the insult on the way out with it really just well, I mean it wasn't drove fun it, drove it, it, it was it wasn't fun that that is for sure uh yeah Rachel was not happy about that no she even wanted to confront them but they're like ah, it's not yeah but it. Gabby was like no I'll I'll wait no she'll he's like I'll wait I'll get my revenge later <laughs> uh. and so I also found this little like interlude I guess the next morning with Gabby and Rachel interesting because they're like talking about how messy it is letting the men choose and they're like we need to make a change which the producers are continuing this narrative that they are in charge they're, so, they're totally in charge which, in I will, charge. which I'll bring back up in a second <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so yes back to what you were saying the cocktail party is cancelled Jesse finally gets some airtime. yes sorry guys I know I'm not, I know I'm not the expected person here, but no cocktail party. So then he informs them that they will be on separate journeys now, which like this needed to happen. But also I don't think it could have happened any sooner because you have to like actually talk to people in order to determine which one. Right. You can't just, you can't just randomly make it. I mean, I guess maybe you could based on previous bachelor seasons, but. It just seems it seems a little weird to just expect them to do that immediately. Yeah, with no, so we, no like, context. We had to have all this mess before we could get to the like separate journeys, and so the rose ceremony starts, and basically they just alternated back and forth. Um, Rachel gave her rose to Tino, and Logan attempted to give it to Tremaine. And so, and once again, these guys, like, have to couch the rejection with, like, all these extra words that aren't needed. Like, we could be great friends outside of this. I Um, don't think so. (laughs) No. So he declines. (laughs) So then it's, like, really awkward and confusing because then, like, Jesse walks in and is like, well, you get to join the line again. And if Gabby doesn't give you a rose you'll be heading home which it seems like they should have explained that before we started like did the guys know that would they have still rejected a rose i don't i don't think so and here's like 
I I just had a problem with that because I and I know this whole process is weird and unfair and all that, but I just thought it was pretty unfair to do it like that. And I I, I think we determined that that Rachel did have more roses than Gabby did because presumably the producers knew which way things were going to go. But it just, it seems unfair to me that you would do it in this way. And I know they probably just wanted the numbers to be even or close to close to even. It's It's just, I guess the problem I had with it was this entire season, the guys have been pushed to make a choice, like make a choice, be intentional, make a choice, make a choice. And made a choice and it's like well because you made a choice you're screwed yeah because none of the people who rejected rachel got chosen by gabby so i guess actually once tremaine happened and he has to rejoin the line then anybody else would knows what the deal is so like i would let tremaine off the hook if he didn't know that's how it was gonna work but then um alec also rejects Rachel. And then all this time she's getting roses removed, which if Rachel and Gabby are truly in charge of their journey, how is Jesse able to remove a rose? Explain (laughs) that one, except for the fact that we need the numbers to be even. But why though? It, that didn't make any sense either. I, I, it doesn't make sense to me that, that you need the numbers to be even because it's, like you can always eliminate more people later. It seems like, and that's, I guess that's the other problem I had with this is like, why, why are you so concerned about keeping things even now? Like this is the start of individual, individual. Yeah. That didn't, you know, so why, so why then set it up in a way that, basically puts Gabby in the position of okay now I I have to go ahead and choose like because she's obviously chosen who she wants to give roses to and like okay now now you've put her in a position where like okay do I take this rose that I was going to use on this person and use it for someone else who has specifically said that they are here for me yeah, which that I guess so Gabby didn't get any rejections here, maybe because she got three rejections the night before on the group date. So she right. knew who to actually give her roses to. So she gave hers to Nate, Johnny, Spencer, Jason, Mario, Kurt, Quincy and Michael, which is eight of them plus from the one on one date with Eric. So she has nine people. Rachel only successfully handed out six roses, but she had the two from earlier with Eric and, uh, no, not Eric, Zach, and who got an Avon. Right. I guess I just, I was really struggling to, to make sense of this because like there, there's no, there, there's no real rule as to how many people you can have i mean the the only time that you get to that point really is fantasy suites 
right? Yeah, our hometowns. Our, home, also- our hometowns, I guess. But like, I guess, so what I'm, so what I'm saying is, why, why unnecessarily narrow the field now if you know, or if you truly are as you claim to be, like, this is about them finding love and everything. So who cares if it's uneven for an episode or maybe two episodes, but probably just one episode who cares about that? If it's actually about them finding love. So what she has three more people, well, she'll have to cut them eventually, but you're going to have to cut down eventually anyways. So you know what I just thought of though, since the only people that left were, well, mostly the only people that left were the ones Rachel rejected. Gabby didn't want them. So those three roses would have been unused anyway, because there were no, there's no, there was nobody else to pick from. Maybe like one guy. Um, I think four, there's Jacob. I think, I think and... four, four guys went home, and Rachel rejected three of them. Right. I thought there were another couple, but. I'm missing some guy. I think there were maybe two. So I, you thought, think- I thought we had 21 before. Yeah, we started with 21. So you're saying that five guys went home? I think so. Yeah, I couldn't tell. It looks like there were three or four. And- All I remember is Jacob sitting there, sad, that being naked, couldn't help him. Did anybody try to give him a rose? No. Okay, he was just, <laughs> nobody was interested. No, nobody cared enough to So yeah, that's Jacob. at least So that's at least four guys that went home. Yeah, it just seems like she wouldn't have had very many guys to use up those three rejected roses on anyway, but. Yeah. Know, just a very weird rose ceremony. It was very entertaining though. Yeah. Know, just, just the awkwardness of like the three who rejected her being like, eh, the, the, that pause after she asked the question. Mm-hmm. Very awkward. Yeah. I don't know. It's still, it's still just weird to me that they hammered in so much that they wanted the guys to take a stand and make a choice, but then anybody who did got screwed. Well, because they were still trying to say that this is their journey, the bachelorette journey. So they're the ones who are supposed to have the power. And they even talked about like, after like this was supposed to like give us back the power but it didn't because it's it's like no way because you never had the power no the producers always had the power you are pawns exactly in their diabolical game how have how has not how has this not been realized by everyone by now that you have no power the only no, you have perceived the, power the only power you have is the power that the producers want you to think you have you don't even have that power you just think you have it yep that is right so i don't know it might get they, they might have more perceived power going forward since they're separate now and there really shouldn't be crossover mm-hmm. unless one guy decides to change his mind or something but and uh, I, I don't see that happening i feel like that's an immediate send home yeah so then at the end we had meatball <laughs> who like he regrets he regrets taking a yes, stand he gets to stay a bit and chat with rachel and he's like we didn't get that one on one time one is he wants another shot 
<laughs> and Rachel rightly pointed out, I gave you a rose. <laughs> uh, so we, we end on a cliffhanger. Yeah. I suspect that she'll give him a second chance just because then that would be nine and nine. But that's that's just that's just my speculation there. Yeah, I also think because we barely eliminated anyone the first week, they kind of had to make another major cut, which could also be why some of those roses were taken away because they still have to keep to the same episode count. But you still have a ton of guys left. So, yeah, it's just that I don't know. It's not it's not as many guys as as it actually like there are obviously each guy is one guy like they aren't less of like less of people or anything. But because you have the two bachelorettes and you are splitting it, you effectively do have half as many guys, even though you have the same amount of guys. If they are just insisting on you know, kind of keeping everything smushed together, like, I don't know, whatever week the hometowns is, is you get all of the hometowns. Uh, and I don't, I don't know what they're going to do if they're going to have to buy some more airtime. I mean, we've had that happen before where they've had to split things up. Uh, but I guess what I'm trying to say is it, it, we do have a lot of guys, but we have less guys than it maybe appears just because of the format they're doing. Yeah. And also like a lot of former leads will probably tell you there's only a few they like actually like from the cast. So dumping off a bunch now is not a huge loss because if they each have like nine, that means they only have to eliminate five before you get to hometowns. Yep. So should be a little easier. Oh, easy peasy. Easy peasy. Hmm. Well, do you have anything else for us, Christy? No, I think that was that was all we saw. That was it? Well, I guess I will give our kiss counter. We had twenty one. Hmm, that's a we respectable were, number. Real busy. Real busy this episode. Despite all of the drama and angst, uh, there there it was. But yeah, how can people get in touch with us? Uh, you can email us at groupdatespod at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at groupdatespodcast. Mm-hmm. Christy is tweeting up a storm, so make sure you go and follow and like and check us out on youtube and write five star reviews on apple podcasts i mean we just we need your help so bad (laughs) (laughs) we're just we're trying to we're trying to make a single dollar that is my goal is to somehow just one dollar make one dollar right now we are so deep in the hole and that one dollar It's not going to help at all. But for my own personal and professional pride, that's what I want. So we need your help, everyone. We need your help.